Welcome to the Life Toyota with Ben and Molly. I am Ben. And I'm so excited for this episode. Because it's your... Because this is... I've been waiting for this for at least two years, I think. This is... For you, I'm pretty confident this is why the podcast exists. exists. Yes, because we were originally going to be doing a a Barbies only. And I was like, cool, I can't wait (laughs) to watch this movie. Um, and then it kind of turned into something else. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to wait a little longer, but it's yeah. fine. And now the day has finally come. It's worth it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just rip off this band-aid a little bit. I sound a little different, you may have noticed. Um, if you're not following me on Twitter or Instagram, then you won't know this. But this week, the week we are recording, I was diagnosed with Bell's palsy, which is difficult for me to say, uh, because the left side of my face is now paralyzed. It's not moving. It's a little spooky Not at all. It's like, you described my face before we started recording as no middle sliders. (laughs) And I think that's probably it. Um, You look like you just walked out of a Monster Factory episode I do. What it feels like is it feels like my face is still buffering and none of the, like, (laughs) motion capture data for the left side is doing anything. Um, So my voice sounds a little bit different. In case you're wondering, it's not serious. It's, I mean, it's annoying. You know, I haven't had a stroke or anything. It's just the left side of my face is just paralyzed. So I'm going to sound a little weird for a while yeah you might struggle with your plosives yeah but it's okay yeah it's it's super duper fun sound a little cottony little cottony but it's it will go away anywhere between a few days and six months so this could be what i sound like for the next i don't know 12 episodes yeah we'll see but um yeah this is the life toyetic it's a podcast about movies about toys and we are on our god what number episode is this 40 is it 40 i think it's 40 yeah because it's a multiple of five yeah because it's a barbie episode (laughs) and i'm so excited because we are going to be watching my favorite barbie movie but also like one of my favorite regular movies. that blows my (laughs) gourd it is insane to Uh. me that this film is one of your all-time favorites all time (laughs) i mean in the in the same way that like chipmunk adventure is one of my all-time favorites and that it's not a masterpiece, right? This is not some sort of creative opus, but it gives me something. Yeah. Like, something about it connects with me and makes me feel a way that I like to feel. That's so, like, that. that's all I take away from this. Yeah. I'm not going to say that it's a good movie, objectively, but oh, it's, yeah. no, I, it's I, very special to I've me. I've been, because I've been working from home a lot this week, I've had classic Doctor Who on in the background, and I decided, oh, I'll just watch it from the beginning. I'll go from 1963 and work my way forward. And some of the stuff I have seen so far is bad, <clears throat> but it still makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, so I kind of understand, I, you know, I don't know if this is a, a, in any way, shape or form a bad movie. Have you not, have I not made you watch it before? No, we, this is, we've not <gasps> done this one. Oh my God. <laughs> I seriously thought we had seen it. No. I was like, I had made you watch it before. No. <gasps> You've never this, seen it? No, the only ones I remember us sitting down to watch before the podcast were Barbie's Starlight Adventure. That, that one I remember the most because it's the kinkiest Barbie yeah. movie. We did try to do the Nutcracker when we did the podcast the first and time And then that around. Nutcracker cracked us. Yeah, and I don't think we did any others. Really? I don't, I have no, me- no it's possible you'll throw this on and go, oh yeah. I'm pretty, I'm August pretty 17, sure that I've 2014. <laughs> you have an eidetic flashback. Yeah. No, I'm, 
I know I've we've watched more than two together. I'm pretty but sure we've done a couple. Yeah. Absolutely understand if you like your mind to protect itself has just <laughs> entirely blocked that out. It's not out of the realms of possibility. But I'm I'm very excited for you to experience this thing that's very special to me, and I'm gonna try to not have like a red dwarf protective reaction yeah. and just let it be what it is. And if you don't yeah. like it, that's fine. I should probably explain what the thing you're referencing. I mean, is. we bring it up almost do every we? episode. I don't feel like we, we bring it up a lot, do. but you're welcome to explain it. I like Red Dwarf. It is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. But I'm very protective of it because almost every time I've gone to show it to someone else they have not liked it so I'm very guarded about introducing someone to a door tell me about this movie what year did it come out um I want to say 2005 yes 2005 cool Inc. all rights reserved this is reaching the end of BBI which is before Ben's immigration <laughs> how many more of these movies before we hit 20- 2007 there's, a, there's about two a year so yeah. I guess maybe Four more? Wow. So yeah, you are gonna love this. How much? A lot. If I don't... Then this relationship is over and the show is over. No, the show has to keep going. You're just gonna hate <laughs> me, right? Um, the show's dynamic will change drastically. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I guess we're gonna go away and watch Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. Pegasus. Oh, did I even say the name of this? Uh, yes, you did. Okay, good. We're gonna, we're yeah, gonna go... Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. It's the best Barbie movie. Don't at me. <laughs> no, do. Do, if you're agreeing with me. But She's so rarely on Twitter. It's, it's true. It's, you it may as well really not at her either way. So we're going to go and watch Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. Blah, blah, Barbie, blah, and, blah, blah. Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. Oh, this is a very plosive, heavy title. <laughs> do you and wanna, I really... Okay, you do the thing because <clears throat> I physically can't. Okay. So we're going to. this up. <laughs> we're going to go watch Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus and we'll be right back after these somewhat old commercial messages. From the world of Barbie and the magic of Pegasus. Barbie and her flying horse make a change to make things right. Then she finds a way to build the wand of light. It's the magic of Pegasus. The wand can change things around. A pretty dress becomes a Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus Princess Annika doll with magic wand and two dresses in one, winged horse sold separately. We are back. That was delightful. Oh no! Oh, oh no! I'm not convinced <laughs> that it was delightful, and I realize that that's that's this is a wound because I also think this is the second Barbie movie that you've been very heavily invested in that just hasn't done it for me. Not at all. Nothing you felt. <sighs> Not even like a this is silly and let's lampoon it kind of thing. I mean, lampooning it. So, I mean, that's the podcast. Okay. That's what we do. Like, I enjoy, I don't enjoy ripping into it, mm-hmm. like kind of gently but roasting. Like lovingly, it. I, lovingly see, roast. This is a loving roast that we're doing. For me, there wasn't the tender roast. There wasn't tender roast. I love me a tender roast. For me, there wasn't a lot of love. It was a very safe and generic and misleadingly titled Disney at uh, the Disney Barbie movie. It didn't speak to me. Now, it's worth pointing out, it was not designed to speak to me. It was me. apparently designed to speak to exactly me. It was not designed... I mean, I'm almost 33. I am a male. These movies, by their very nature, the older I get, the further away mm. I get from... You stray from the, the target yeah. demographic. Yeah. 
the older I get and the less empowered I feel on a day-to-day -day basis, the more I want to, like, find solace yeah. and refuge in these kinds of stories. To escape into yeah, the... I've yeah, all, for me, that's always been what media is for. Like, yeah. I, don't I don't sit down in front of a TV and watch something because I want to be challenged. You know, for me, the reason I watch anything is because I want to feel better at the end than I did at the beginning. Yeah. So any piece of media that just doesn't do that for me, I don't, I don't bother with. See, that, that's interesting because I definitely get that. I like watching things that make me happy. If I'm in a bad mood, I love throwing on like Galaxy Quest or The Princess Bride or... Tenth Kingdom. Tenth Kingdom is another great Perfect. example of that. Star Trek Voyager is great when I'm sick. Like if I'm sick, I'm not a big Voyager fan. Voyager is probably... My least favorite Star Trek. Maybe that's because when you're sick, you can kind of zone in and out or yeah. sleep through it. Anytime Neelix like, is on the screen, just roll over and be when like, I, mm, I'm done. When I was in school and I was homesick, it would be like lunchtime would be Diagnosis Murder, followed by two episodes of Star Trek Voyager and a, and a bowl of tin ravioli. So when I'm sick, and Mandy knows this, and she will go and buy me a tin of ravioli when I'm sick, which is really nice. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, but it's, it's such a particular... It's like I look at this movie and I think this is this is a very mediocre animated yeah. kids movie. But it's my like it's part it's of your my tin it's, yeah. It's part of my comfort ritual. Yeah. In the same way that you have your comfort ritual, and for you, Voyager, even though you don't like it, yeah. like you have those associations with like I feel bad and this makes me feel better, not because of yeah. what it is, but because of like the scenario. Absolutely. Overall. And I would never, I would never dream to judge you for having <laughs> this comfort ritual. I will say things about this movie that I think will probably hurt you a little <laughs> bit because it is for you this is a linus blanket of a movie it this is. is a movie designed to make you feel better but for me this is not i don't th i think this is a movie that if i didn't know you i would quite happily live in blissful ignorance yeah, of its, yeah, even yeah. its existence i don't see anything in this film that i connect to or resonate with in mm -hmm. any meaningful way which makes total sense like yeah. this movie's not for you yeah. and that's why i was a little like i was excited going into this because i was like i know i'm gonna be happy at the end of this yeah and you're probably gonna be like eh, they did not look. consult me <laughs> i was 18 years old when this film was in production and i'm gonna say optimistically they were st they started production in 2004 as opposed to 10 weeks before it's released in 2005 <laughs> Um, a movie would never do that oh, of course not my little pony 1986 um so, because of my face situation, typically I will get the ball rolling mm -hmm. on uh, breaking down the narrative of a film. But, but today I'm going to be the, the head person yeah. for, the, for the recap because A, my mouth works, and B, I've seen this film countless yeah. times. So, we open with this palace and there's Pegasus flags and the queen is coming up the stairs with a birthday present for her daughter, the princess, presumably, and she goes into the room. She's like, where the fuck is my child? She says those words exactly. Yeah. Very challenging it's for a, a kid's movie. <laughs> it's not a Disney movie. Yeah, they, they, and also they don't, they're unrated. They don't have to seek, like, MPAA certification Yeah, oh, that's because, yeah, this was straight to video. Did you know so this, kind of like... In the UK, this was at least with an 18 certificate. <laughs> Um, so she's like, where the fuck is my daughter? Freaks out. They ring the where the fuck is my daughter bell. It's funny because, yeah, they ring the bell and everyone around the palace is like, the princess is missing. Like, this is a regular enough occurrence. Yeah. They've had a they have big a special bell, bell installed. <laughs> and they're like, everyone, when this bell rings, it only means one thing. Also, trying to say the words big bell when half of your face is non-functional is a fun and wacky time. I w I'm trying to, um, orchestrate it so you can work around the plosives a little, mm. but I don't know how well that's gonna work out 
Oh, yeah. Let's adjust the pop filter. Towards me. There we there go. There you go. It's kind of reminded me of in Quest for Camelot where they where Excalibur gets stolen and they blow the big horn. Everyone's like, Excalibur's been stolen. Like, they have this one. The big old. The big old, like, the, shofar. That someone they, stole a big knife. <laughs> and that's the uh, only purpose that it yeah. serves. So, yeah. But what's happened is that the princess, Annika is her name, has gone figure skating. Yeah. On, like, a frozen pond. And she's being stalked by, by what a- I presume is one of the polar bears from the Diet Coke commercials. <laughs> Or who's been using Latisse or had eyelash yeah. extensions? Or it's the polar bear from Crash Bandicoot Crash Team Racing on the PlayStation. I think what we determined about this polar bear mm. is that it was the product of an unholy union between a very horny bear and a very horny human. Yes, who didn't think about the consequences of the, the, the mixing of their scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Kind of, it reminds me of the uh, the uh, Zootopia abortion yes. comic where it's oh like, no, God. like Shiver should have been taken care yeah. of before Shiver had a chance to come to light. I do have a note that just says terrifying mouth. Now, I could have been referring <laughs> to myself here. To your own mouth. But it's like when you see people like photoshops of like pets and they've and they got have human teeth. teeth. That's, That's exactly, what Shiver yeah. is. That's what Shiver, Shiver is. Shiver is and a nightmare. Well, Shiver like also speaks English with her human mouth and yeah. has these big blue eyes and weirdly long eyelashes. And the the all of Shiver's legs when Shiver spends too much time on all fours, but both sets of legs walk like people. It's legs. disturbing. I, I'm pretty sure these people have never seen a bear and maybe just like had a bear described to they them. They are. Frequently terrible at animating animals. Animals and animals and their gates and their faces. It's still mainframe entertainment at this point. Speaking of things that mainframe is horrible at animating, let's talk about the figure skating because this is really important to me. I know I've brought it up a couple times, but I used to figure skate growing up, so like I actually know what I'm talking Mm. about. I was a figure skating weeaboo about 15 years before it was cool to be one, so I really like. All the Yuri on Ice folks, they're really copying me. That, that, uh, I hear the anime was based on you, right? <laughs> based on me and my, yeah. my life, personally. Yeah, so they this... just switched switch some genders around. Yeah, but, oh my god, watching the... It's not even like... It's bad bocap in typical, you know, Barbie tradition. Did you say bocap? Bocap. I heard bocap. <laughs> it's bad mocap. Yes. Mo-cap. I can say mocap. Bocap. Bocap. Bocap sounds like a- m- m- uh, mocap Botox. Like, oh, I'm going to do a motion capture today. I better put some, some poison in my I face. I think bocap is like you Botox the mocap so it's very stiff, which is kind of what this That is exactly like. what all of the Barbie movies do. Uh, the, the mocap in this film is possibly the worst it's been in it's the Barbie It's pretty movies. transparently mocapped, and it makes it does make me wonder. There was There's a lot of, um like, matte paintings and not unrendered textures, mm. but just, like, speedily put together, like, hastily just like assembled. A, yeah, like a flat texture in front of another flat texture. Yeah. Um, just that. Like, so we in, went on Getty Images and downloaded a photo of some Spanish yeah. doubloons, and then we used it, <laughs> applied it as a texture on, like... A conical shape yeah. to create a pile of gold, like that level. So it makes me wonder if they were on kind of an accelerated timeline for yeah. production. For Maybe this. they did have ten weeks. Maybe, um, but I just all that to say, if you want to acquire an understanding of physics or of how of figure skating or how figure skating works, this is not the movie to teach no. you those things. Let's just leave it at that. Or like even just proper figure skating form. I don't like I imagine they must have had like a professional figure skater yeah. do the mocap. 
But this person did not do a good job. They do usually, for dance sequences, they do bring in dancers. So it wouldn't surprise me if they brought in professional uh, figure skaters to do figure skating mocap. But why is it this bad? It's like every single figure that moves in this entire film was mocap. Like they didn't want to bother animating anything from scratch. Part of me thinks that Shivers was two people <laughs> in <a> walking <laughs> yeah like a horse suit yeah that would make a lot of sense because shiver's body is horrifying a nightmare. everything about shiver okay barbie is skating uh shiver runs into her i guess i or like falls onto the ice and they encounter each other like barbie runs barbie runs over her right they have a like, meet cute they have a meet cute yeah. but like if this were actually happening like shiver would be bleeding out on the ice figure just, skating just blades bisect they're sharp like they're blades they're sharp and it's they why i don't you. ice skate i would die yeah you don't want to have like a dawn and hunt moment um yes i yeah, get that she, reference do you actually? No, I don't. Oh, no. I, I'm. Uh, he cut her finger off. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Barbie trips over Shiver, and every time I watch this, I'm like, maybe Shiver will die this time. Because <laughs> I don't want her to be in the rest of you the film. You did yell, die there at the TV a lot. <laughs> a lot. I think the majority of my notes are like, I want Shiver to die. <laughs> will this bear die? Let's, I hope the bear dies. Let Shiver die. Let nature claim her. Um... But yeah, I feel like every time I watch this movie, I'm like, maybe she'll die in this version. Well, I was talking about that while we were watching it. Like, have you ever seen a film so many times where you see a character making a poor decision and you watch it thinking, maybe this time. Maybe this you time, won't yeah. <laughs> but Shiver survives until the end, unfortunately. Yeah. Spoiler alert. So Barbie's like, where are your parents? And Shiver's like, ah. Yeah. It's like, your parents were probably burned at the stake for crimes against nature. <laughs> So Barbie does what any well-mannered, well-intentioned human person would do. And takes the wild animal home. Yeah. Like, this is my new pet. Rabies? Maybe. Maybe. Rabie, maybe. (laughs) I love that film. So she takes the bear home to the palace. Her parents freak out. They're like, where the fuck were you? It's Again, this is the the unrated cut. And um, they call her a bitch a lot. In the a scene. lot. Bad. Um, and they're like, this is for kids. You can't keep going out, you know, unattended without her permission. And they take her skates away. They say no more skating. And she throws a tantrum and storms off to her room. And also, they're like, this bear is a wild animal that shouldn't. You should like yeah. leave it outside, please. And she's like, no. So Barbie goes up to her room. I don't I don't know if there's like she goes to sleep and wakes up or she just looks out the window. I think she just hangs out up there until evening because there's like a, a skating party happening down yeah. in like the courtyard like she, or like She looks out the, the window and she sees the opening introductory sequence to Super Mario Galaxy on the Wii. <laughs> and she's like, I'm gonna go have myself a party. So she puts on her figure skating outfit. Which she steals from a location we do not see. They're just hanging up. Oh yeah, her skates are just hanging in like the main hall this is i don't there are never any guards around or like in the beginning there are guards around Mm. but they're the worst guards because they don't really guard anything and she just kind of goes where she wants when she wants but they only work nine to five (laughs) so it's it's after hours so there are no guards so she just walks out the front door considering how protective her parents are you you'd think there would be round-the-clock security. Yeah, there's clearly something up with how protective they are, and that yeah. will be revealed later. They're not just psycho for no reason. Um, like so she, most parents like, are. I was not going to say, like, my parents, but <laughs> here we are. Um, oops. Oops. And, oops um, or therapy. 
<laughs> so she goes down to the the skating party. Yeah. And I pointed out that what I found the most difficult to believe about the skating party was the fact that there were live musicians yeah. at an outdoor skating rink in the winter. And I'm like, you're, you don't have the dexterity to play a fiddle or a yeah, clarinet you, you are very, in the winter. Cause well, my theory is that because they're in that kind of domed, like, mini maybe Hollywood little bowl. little heat lamps. Yeah, maybe they have like a little electric heating situation going on in there and they're fine. Something to keep to keep their little fingies warm. But she starts skating with people, and as they're skating and having a grand old time, a griffin descends out of the sky Yes, uh, with a man riding it. And the man's name is... Wenlock. And Wenlock is a... Sorcerer. Who is here to... Marry the princess. And then... Fuck her. I don't... I, I mean, that's not... <laughs> Presumably... Okay. I mean, that's kind of the implied A to B to C. Well, I yeah. Guess. Also, I want to point out that Barbie is underage. I think she's 16 years old in this. So maybe don't marry a teenager. I just would, a, like, life tip. I would slightly more generously say 17. That's not that much better. Well, he said it was 17 years. He, okay. We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So her her parents, the king and queen, rush out because they, they, they're in their palace and they see him coming. They're like, oh, no. So they rush down. And he's like, I'm here to marry you. And she's like, uh, no, thank you. And then he turns all of them to stone. Yeah. Because he's like, if you don't marry me, I'm going to turn everyone you love to stone. You got three days, bitch. Yeah. And she's like, oh, no. And then um, a Pegasus swoops down from the sky and um, picks her up. Picks her up. And, and just flies up like, I'm your Uber. The, the pink Pegasus yeah. is your ride. Arriving in two minutes. She was supposed to get there sooner, but she got confused because she was on the wrong side of the street, so she had to, like, circle the block. Yeah, and it's one of those things where, like, the building number is the same on different streets. So if you just type in the building number, it will give you the next street over. Yeah. So they just That's the thing that happens yeah. sometimes. Usually yeah. they're, they're Pegasus. They have to, like, call them and clarify. Yeah. So the Pegasus, whose name is Brietta, mm -hmm. flies Annika up into the clouds and into right, the flat texture clouds into the flat texture clouds it's just layers she's just flying through a field of pngs yeah it's just ping city up there so brietta is uh flying her to the uh, it's the cloud castle the cloud, cloud city, city. Gonna meet, a um, i mean it's not really a city it's a building they're gonna go get the no no they're meeting lando they're Calrissian. meeting lando calrissian the cloud queen so they go and meet the cloud queen whose name is rayla rayla calrissian and she's like oh oh fuck because they're like winlock came and everyone everyone knows who winlock is basically except annika they're like oh no she's so sheltered yeah well yeah i guess annika being barbie annika is barbie i call her annika because i think a annika is a cool name and b i've seen this movie many times and I actually i actually remember the characters names yeah. a lot of these movies i don't remember the characters names Yes, this is the moment where we find out who the Pegasus is, who oh, Brietta yeah. is. Um, so basically what happened is that Brietta is Annika's sister, Barbie's sister, who is under a magical enchantment yeah. to look like a Pegasus. Because what had happened was, I guess, 17 years prior, mm. he had come. Well, that's why I was thinking, like, Barbie yeah. must be 16. Yeah, because I'm like, well, we just lost years. one daughter, better make another one. Because there's a gestational period that yeah. needs to happen. I don't, I don't think that, like, Brietta got Pegasus and that very night. They were like, okay, we need to like back to the drawing board. Like, we need to start all over. If I, if we do it reverse cowgirl, that should make the next one <laughs> Pegasus transformation proof. <laughs> I read about that in Old Wise magazine. <laughs> okay, thank you for that visual. 
And so what had happened, yeah, was that one luck had wanted to marry Brietta and she said no. And she was like, consent is sexy. And he was like, I'm not a fan and turned her into a Pegasus as punishment, I guess. Yeah. And her parents tried to come up with a, a cure, the king and queen, and they couldn't. So Brietta just left. She was like, yeah. I hate to see you suffer. Yeah, I'm just going to peace out. I, I, man, I really hate to see you guys so sad. Bye! <laughs> there is that weird scene where, in terms of this being a very toyetic movie, they do do some product features. Yeah. Like, there's a scene where they put these weird little plastic clips in Brietta's mane. Yeah, and like, that's absolutely something you can do with and a they, toy. And I'm they sure. go through all of, like, there's a lot of fashions. Annika changes clothes at least five times there's no need in this for it. film. And so she gets a new dress and it's like a whole thing. And then they're like, we are going to go build a wand of light. And yes. Annika's like, what the fuck is that? It's because she's the only one who doesn't know. Because it's the unrated cut. Yeah, because she, yeah. she doesn't have a fucking clue about anything. The fuck is this shit? Is what she said exactly. <laughs> is, what Annika, yeah. is what Annika says. And Rayla explains it to her because it's, it's apparently like a yeah. like a common... It's something you can make. You use, it's a measure of hope. No. No, a measure of... This is fun. This is kind of like Into the Woods. A measure of bees. The cow is wiped as milk. A measure... A measure of bees. A measure of bees. A ring of fire. And a shiny... Do you want to... No, you go for it. Do the <laughs> What it actually is, is a measure of courage, a ring of love, and a gem of ice lit by hope's eternal flame. Okay, cool. <laughs> they have to find these three objects, and when they combine them, it's supposed to theoretically, like according to this old legend, fairy tale, whatever... That everyone knows. That everyone knows except for Barbie. It's supposed to create this all-powerful magical instrument, a wand... Yes. That is the only thing, as far as they know, that can reverse Brietta's enchantment yeah. and also reverse the people being turned to stone. So they're like, let's just let's just do that. Just make one of those. Let's just do that. That seems easy And Barbie's enough. like, that seems like the most straightforward course of action. Yeah. Let's just do that. What follows is 30 to 50 minutes of circumstantial evidence <laughs> leading them to exactly the thing they need them to get to. Yeah, there's a lot of incidences. It's, it's very silly. And again... I, this movie's not good. It's not good, but it's sometimes it's what you want. This movie is like Easy Mac, right? You eat the Easy Mac. It does not taste good. You cannot tell me the Easy Mac tastes good, but it's comforting. It's predictable. And sometimes it's just what you want. As and that's someone, what this movie is. As someone who owns the 80s Dungeons and Dragons cartoon on DVD, <laughs> I can't vouch for the quality of anything, but. I can say that sometimes you just want some bullshit on your sometimes television Sometimes you just want some mental junk food. Yeah. And that's kind of what this is. I would say that's what most, if not all, of the Bowie movies are. Most children's media, unfortunately, falls under that heading. This isn't Pixar. Pixar it is not. And not just because of the animation quality. Although that is a, big, a big defining big factor. factor. Pixar uses significantly fewer flat PNGs. Yeah. So basically... There's not really a plan for them to find these objects because, like, no one knows where it is. So they're like, let's just go to the, what is it, the Enchanted Forest? Yeah, we'll just go there. To the, it's or the, the Forbidden, forbidden forest. forest. Why not? Let's go to the deepest part of the Forbidden Forest. Because there must be scary things there and we'll find some courage there, yeah. I think is their reason. That's their entire life. But literally their plan is like, let's just go browse. Yeah, let's just go to the forest. Yeah, let's just go to the forest and browse and like yeah. see what happens. So that's what they do. 
Brietta flies Annika to the forest and the fucking bear who they should have left behind. Shiva has no... I wrote her down. Shiva is surplus to narrative requirements. She serves no purpose she is in an, this story. She is an impediment, yes. really, to the story. There are so many instances where she almost dies. She's in a lot of peril. She incurs it upon herself. Yeah. And she, somehow she does not die. It's like the universe is trying to, like, undo what was wrong yeah. in that unholy union. It's like she's resisting the Thanos snap. Yeah. It's like... And she's doomed to live a cursed half-life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they go into the forest wander around and then get trapped in the nets they they trip a trap and they get you know up in the net you go that normal yeah. forest thing that, that happens in thing. fantasy in movies. every fantasy movie i think it happens in, in, in kingdom, the kingdom at least once maybe um, twice and so you know that that thing that happens yeah. that happens to them too yeah um and it turns out that they've been trapped by aiden, aiden who can be described as Botox Will Wheaton. Low poly Botox Will Wheaton. Yes, wearing fantasy Han Solo garb. <laughs> Which you were into, his outfit. I think his outfit's fantastic. His I love that on outfit. Point. Yeah, it's such a good outfit. I would wear that to a Ren fair. Or just, you know, down to the corner store. So he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Again, a lot of swearing in this unrated cut. And she's like, this Bobby is... Bobby and the magic of fucking Pegasus. <laughs> And uh, she's like, this is Brietta, this is my sister, the Pegasus. Don't ask about the horse situation. Oh, yeah, you did point out that it was weird that Wenlock was like, marry me, and then turned her into a horse. That speaks, like, a lot of Wenlock's transformation choices for things he wants to fuck in this film (laughs) is weird. Yeah. And we'll come to another one later on. We will come to another instance where he he transmutes something and we learn more about Wenlock and his preferences than we really ever needed to. Yeah, we did not need... To know these things no. about this man. So he lets them down. Aiden lets them down. And he lets them down gently. He lets them down. Yeah, he's like, I'm Yeah, I'm flattered. <laughs> but I think at this point, Shiver has like run off. Shiver or, like, falls down, down that ramp. a slide, like a play place slide yeah, in the old, middle of the forest. Who would go to the Like trouble? a Chuck E. Cheese type yeah. of, into a ball pit you think she's going to land. There's just, just <laughs> random slide in the middle of the forest. And, and Annika's like, I have to go get my, my bear. I have to go get My this bear, animal. The universe wants this bear to die, but I'm resisting the will of the universe. So well, I'm going to go. Have we, as we established very early on in the barbecue, Barbie is Q. She's That's an omnipotent, <gasps> omniscient. Oh my God. It is kind of a triple entendre yeah. in the sense that it's a bar. It's a Q of Barbies. It's a barbecue because we roast them. And also Barbie is Q. Yes. I love it. Boom. Okay. So do you think Barbie is the only thing that's keeping Shiver alive? Like, all the other forces in the universe are trying to destroy Shiver. Shiver is, I was going to say a rogue elemental, mm. like a, like a, a, an agent of chaos, that the universe is actively engaged in the act of trying to obliterate. Mm-hmm. Like, the, nothing wants Shiver to be dead more than everything. Yeah. And Barbie, being herself an agent of chaos, but with these omniscient, like, fucking Trelane from Star Trek powers is engaged in attempting to keep this nonsense bullshit creature alive because the alternative is question mark? I don't yeah, I don't know what Barbie gains from keeping Shiver alive other than it's just a power play for her. Yeah. Of like the universe cannot dominate me or my will. Yeah, it's it's I didn't do it because I should, I did it because I could. <laughs> 
So at any rate, Barbie flies in the face of the will of the universe and of God um, and, of, and of everything beautiful and holy that exists and goes to save Shiver. By and diving down by the same di- slide. By sliding down the same slide yeah. and they end up in a cooking pot. Oh, this is... I love this movie, but this is my least favorite set piece just because yeah. it's very tedious and, and I'm it's not that interesting. It's also worth pointing out, and you pointed this out to me after we started watching the movie, there was a 3D version of this film. Oh yeah, that's true. That came with the, like, was it the red and blue glasses? Yeah, it came with 3D glasses, but not, the entire film was not in 3D. It was like certain scenes were yeah. in 3D and there would be a little logo in the corner of the screen of Shiver taking the glasses on and off. Yeah. That would tell you when to put on your glasses. And this is one of those scenes that was, from every perspective, like designed to be viewed in 3D in the sense that they use every opportunity they possibly can to like throw things at the camera. Yeah. I think this was a trend in a lot of animated movies, Mm. even ones that were coming out in theaters where like 3D was a really big deal during this time, I guess starting in like the mid 2000s and it went on for at least like 10 years they're still showing they're movies still, in 3d i mean now, captain marvel is in 3d oh, i hate 3d it gives me such a headache you can't buy 3d blu-rays anymore not in the u.s anyway i know they're still releasing them in the uk where they sell a bit better but they're not releasing them here in america because they have sense but they're still getting theatrical releases mm-hmm. in 3d but i remember there was there were a lot of when when those movies first started coming out there were a lot of really like gimmicky shots mm. of like Oh, this is coming at you. I'm Whoa. playing Yeah, like I'm playing paddle ball and the ball's going right at the yeah. screen. Like that kind of very transparently 3D yeah. gimmicky stuff. I always think of there was an episode of Arrested Development in their third season when they were trying to avoid being cancelled, where they did this big kind of faux event episode that was like they had a bunch of celebrity guests and then there was like a fake 3d segment like telling you there's you're gonna have to put your 3d glasses oh, yeah, on yeah, yeah. and it was it was joe throwing a tomato at the camera. <laughs> so whenever i think of 3d from this era that is the first thing i think of is so that this whole scene is the equivalent of joe throwing a tomato at the camera yeah and there's literal like vegetables coming at the camera because it's like yeah, it's the, the scenario. The, the giant yeah. Ollie. So you go ahead. I'm talking all over. No, you. no, that's fine. Uh, this I'm trying to spare your mouth because mm. you're having trouble with it. Yeah. But basically, the scenario that they find themselves in mm. is that they've fallen into a cooking pot, and Ollie, the giant, is going to cook them. So again, pretty kinky. Uh, but he's cutting up a bunch of giant vegetables and throwing them in the pot with them. And basically, sum up, they escape by telling him or like barbie tells him like oh you're not all that strong yeah. and basically dares him to like destroy his own house yeah and chain <laughs> chain himself to a load-bearing pillar in his house and bring the whole thing down this is absolutely another example of barbie as q barbie <laughs> as loki barbie barbie as is a chaos god as an agent of destruction like manipulating someone into destroy not just not just to save her own skin, but literally destroy your home. When Barbie, Barbie and Shiver, they get to walk away from that situation. <laughs> Ollie the giant Ollie is ruined. Ollie probably will never walk again. Yeah. Ollie is buried under rubble at the end of the set piece. Optimistically, optimistically, he is alive and able-bodied, but homeless. Yeah, yeah. And I think Barbie probably takes some pleasure in that. It's kind of grim. Almost certainly. When you when you take this movie apart, it does have some grim, seedy underpinnings. Mm. So, but thank you for bringing that up because it's important that we look at this from every angle. Every this is the problem is that people forget that 
every character in a story is living in their own story. Ollie's story is, oh, food, great. Oh, no, my house. Like <laughs> Ollie's story is like, oh, my blue apron box came. <laughs> Imagine if you got a blue apron box and the blue apron box manipulated the pork, you. The pork chop was like, what if you burned your house? <laughs> And then it walked out the door. Just imagine. By the way, this week's episode is sponsored by Blue Apron. <laughs> Fuck. That's the worst thing that you could say with your mouth right now. They're sponsored by Blue Apron. <laughs> um, so Barbie and Shiver escape. Yes. Or they, they escape, they run away, blah, blah, blah. They reunite with Aiden and Brietta. And Shiver gets a huge boner. Yeah, right? Shiver is all about Shiver Aiden. Shiver is very, very horny for this human man that she just met. And it never stops. Well, Aiden reminds uh, Shiver of her dad. Okay, so, that's, very so that human does teeth. not make it better. Though. That's, <laughs> st- like, that's still something yeah. that we would have to unpack that I don't yeah. want to. More than we won't. Did, what was their ship name that we came up with? Shaden? Shaden. Shiver and Aiden. So Shaden, you yeah. Shaden shippers out there, I'm really sorry, but it's creepy for a hell bear to be in love <laughs> with a human man. A cursed half bear. This, this bear is living the worst of all lives. Do you, I wonder what it's like in... Do you think Shiver is just in, like, constant agony? And the only thing, like, holding Shiver's corporeal form together is Barbie's will? I think it's those teeth. I th- <laughs> <laughs> The teeth are horrifying. Just yeah. look up a picture of Shiver. Um, or just Google polar bears with human teeth. Yeah. Actually. <gasps> polar bears with human teeth. Let's see what happens. No, <laughs> no, 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 okay. no. Okay. The first one, two, three, four, five the images. The first five results are the same, are the same horrifying. Horrific picture. I don't even know where to start with how horrifying this is. It's something out of like a polygrip commercial. It looks, it does kind of look like a D tier character from an Ice Age movie. It looks like the bear is as surprised and distraught by his own teeth as we are. Yeah. He, there's this look of horror on his face. Uh, moving swiftly on. Okay, so, horny bear. The measure of courage. Oh, yeah. Barbie had used her ribbon to, like, rappel down from the cooking pot. Mm-hmm. And um, she held it up. And Brita's like, hey, that ribbon is your exact height. It's like an exact measure. It's a measure of courage because you're courageous because you deceived an, an innocent victim. And then the measure turns into... And made him kill into... himself. And then it turns into a rod. Yeah. Like a staff. Like a sexy, horny like rod. It's, it's like, yeah, a giant phallus. It's pink. And it's I guess it's ridged a little bit. Yeah. Ribbed for her pleasure. Yeah. Um, so they take the dildo staff and yeah. Annika's like, Hey, look, we're clearly building a wand of light. Like it's clearly working. Will you please help us? Yeah, because Aiden makes swords. Yeah, he's we a he's a he's a blacksmith slash bladesmith. Um, and there is a difference. And he's blade, a sword boy. He's a sword boy. Bladesmiths get very mad if you call them blacksmiths. I learned that at Ren Fair. <laughs> Never making that mistake again. Also, I want to point out, in the same way that, like, this movie will not teach you anything about figure skating, this movie will not teach you anything about smithing. Nor will it teach you anything about correct staff construction. Yeah, so just let's just get that out of the way. So they're like, well, I guess the next thing we need is this jewel. Is the gem of Islet by Hope's Eternal Gem of Islet by Hope's Eternal, yeah. And Aiden's like, well, I know a jewel dealer jewelman jewelman greg jewelman and so he's like let i'll take you there he'll he'll have some information or at least we'll have a sense of where to go from here yeah. to look for it so they go and they do that 
And again, it's a zeppies that happens. It's just lame. It's kind of well, the stuff with Ferris. Ferris is the name of the of the jewel dealer. It's a kind of throwaway scene in the sense that he does give them information. They do establish that like he's a bad dude. Yeah. But the information he gives them isn't really relevant. Like he gives them a map. And utters some sort of, like, vague warning. Yeah. There was a man once who, like, there was, like, ice. He had a jewel and he protected it with fire and he made a map. But I want nothing. Why don't you go get it? Well, I don't want anything to do with it because he burst into ashes the next day. Yeah. And it's a weird, but that, like, never comes up again. And it doesn't. No one turns to ashes. Yeah. It sounds like he just kind of made that up. Yeah. And he he when he gave them the map and they left, he had this kind of hee-hee-hee-hee-hee kind that, of expression. But nothing really comes of that. But nothing really comes of that. And Bobby traded her ice skates for this non-info. Well, she probably traded them because she's like, these have absolutely no ankle support. I'm going to hurt myself. <laughs> I can't get a good yeah. edge. Because, yeah, those skates She's are, not good at edging. Well... Maybe now that she has her new wand, she'll be better. <laughs> um, and so they go, they follow the map, to I a, guess. To a they, mountain? Up a mountain. They walk up a mountain. They walk up a flat map Texture. painting of They a walk mountain. up a map painting. <laughs> and everyone's really frustrated. They're like, there's nothing here. What are we going to do? There's no polygons. <laughs> And Aiden's like, You're, we're all really tired. Let's just like stop and take a break. And Shiver does the only useful thing that she does in this entire film, which is that she discovers a cave. And so they all go in the cave and spend the night. And I want to emphasize that this whole time, there's been like intercut little scenes of Wenlock kind of tracking them, following them, because he wants to keep tabs on his underage child bride. Yeah, guess. as one does. Yeah. Wouldn't you? Of course. And so he goes and sees Ferris... He's like, Ferris, what is up, my dude? And so Ferris tells tells Wenlock where where they went. Like first he Ferris is all well, my memory is a little hazy, and Wenlock gives him two very low quality textured bags of coin that look like props from the Elder Scrolls three. <laughs> Um, and then once he's there's got a lot the of assets that have been taken from yeah. various games and yeah. other sources. It's very this thing is definitely this whole movie is being rendered by the Quake Three engine. It does like the more I analyze it, so much about this movie does scream like was put together very quickly. Yeah, at least in terms of visually, like the story is more or less fine. Like the story is kind of your garden variety Barbie. Fairy tale story, although it is different in the sense that it's an original story, it's not based on an existing fairy tale, yeah. it's not based on a ballet that it has no business being based on. Um, which I like, I like that yeah. it was something original, like original in the sense that they made it up, not original in the sense that there's anything new or unique about it. Yeah, um, so I appreciated that, but yeah, definitely visually, not that these movies are ever visually that great yeah. but it's visually it's kind of weak it's rushed yeah and it's interesting that you point out that you appreciate that it's an original story because i find when the barbie movies try to do the very much their own thing that's when they go off the rails the most quickly the most enjoyable movie of the barbie oeuvre uh, which I just wanted to say with my mouth, yeah, is still uh, Barbie as Rapunzel mm-hmm. because not, not only did they take an original, they still story, went off the rails, but they did, but in a in a contained way, like yeah. in a controlled way. It, it was enjoyable for me because I've heard so many permutations of the story of Rapunzel, 
and they went in a an interesting direction with it, which I wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was also because of our good friend Robert McKee. Robert McKee. The I'd forgotten his name, so thank you. I was hoping you. <laughs> That the story was really well structured, and we've yeah. reached a point now where Robert McKee has said, "I have to go. Yeah, my home he, planet needs me." He and collected he's no his longer... check, and he was like, "Peace yeah. out." Um, yeah, he went to work on the Action Man movies or something. Yeah, shit. I don't. I'm making. That I up. think. I think that for me, the, this story in particular, and you know, the design of it, the visuals of it. I mean, not the quality of the visuals, <laughs> but like the content of the visuals, yeah. like the substance of it, reminds me of the kind of story that like a girl who was in like the target demographic w- would make up for herself. Like it yeah. struck me as the kind of story that a girl would actually tell, like playing with her dolls, or if she wanted to like sit down and write like a fun fantasy wish fulfillment kind of story about a princess. That's how it reads to me. And as someone who enjoys writing stories, I'm like, that's something that I can do. You know, this is the kind of story that in some universe, like I might've written. I I think the corollary of that is like, I really enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons with you and Timber and Kara and David and Renee and everyone who no one, we never mentioned them on the podcast before. (laughs) We'll never mention them on the show again. But I enjoy playing Dungeons and Dragons with you guys and, kind of collaboratively building that story in that world. Mm-hmm. I think if we were to watch that as a movie, we would all hate it. It would be insufferable. Yeah. It would be, there's if... just so much sex. <laughs> Non-stop. Just David constantly, like, fucking every single Minotaur. David's character. Yeah, no. Not David himself. No, David did fuck a Minotaur one. <laughs> David, one. fun fact, is uh, Shiva's dad. See, I believe that. <laughs> I believe that there was he was really horny and lonely, and that he was, saw a polar bear in the distance. He's he was like, you know, horny. I've never checked that off my list. Yeah, he's got a he's got a fuck it list, and he just <laughs> likes to screw his way around the animal kingdom. Yeah. So now we know Shiver's origin story. Yeah. Um. So they go into. So, the... Yeah. Well, they spend the night in the cave. I feel like maybe there's some sort of, like, emotional bonding that happens in the cave. Like, I know there's a scene where they're in the cave. I don't remember what transpires, so it's probably not that Most important. of it is gone, but it ends with them in the room full of gems. Yeah, it ends... To... Okay, it ends... They, so they wake up the next morning, they go outside, the sun has risen, and the light from the sunrise is shining on this ice peak in yeah. the distance. And, and Annika's like, hey, look! The sun's made of fire, and it's shining (laughs) on the ice, kind of like a gem. That's it. I bet that's where it is. And and everyone else is like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's all circumstantial. (laughs) And even Shiver's like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Yeah, and Shiver is normally game for anything. Yeah. But they go into into the mountain, and they they find... Yeah, they fly over there. The, I know that I don't remember where they got this from, but the rule is take what you need. There's a inscription. They they lay, they alight on the peak mm. of this mountain. That's just like it's salt. It's ice. It's basically like an ice phallus. Mm. They land on it, and there's a like a sign, like an inscription on the ice that says like take what you need, but never from greed kind yeah. of thing. And then the stairs open. It's very cave of wonders. Yeah. Do you want to do your voice? Touch nothing but the lamp. Okay, yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's what that's what he says. Um, what did I just fucking say? And they um they go down into the cave of wonders yeah. and find the it's like a it's like a hall of gems. There's a yeah. little like skylight, and so the sun is shining in, and it's just a bunch of gems on the ground. 
I don't know if they're actual like stones or if they're literally made of ice, like ice chunks. I, I think they're it's gems. Unclear. I think it's because they don't it melt. Says, when they it leave. says a gem of ice, but it's yeah. also they're in the it's a winter frozen land. Yeah. Like it's it's cold everywhere. It's also it's very obvious which gem they're going to pick up. Well, it's the because... one that's in the sun. They pick yeah. up the one that's in the sun, and so Barbie takes one, and then Aiden takes one, and she's like, "No," and he's like, "It's, it's, it's fine." fine. It's, it's good. fine. And then Shiver fucking aboos his way through a pile of the things. Yeah, Shiver again needs to die. Barbie turned her back for one second and the universe was like, this is my chance. I can finally end this. Like, <laughs> there will finally be peace and balance restored. But no such luck because they escape. It's it's it was it's very much Cave of Wonders in the sense that yeah. like stalactites are falling from the ceiling and like stones and they have to yeah. dodge everything. But they fly out safely, unfortunately. Shiver does like fall off of Brietta at one yeah. point and they have to like dive and save her. I'm like, let the bear die. Let the earth claim her. Yeah. It's time for her to be done. So they go and they, they go back to the mountain <laughs> and they've got their gem and now they just got to get the. Now they uh, just got to get the ring. Yeah, and they said they were gonna make one. Right? Well, Aiden says, "I'll like my sword is made of metal. I'll just like make a ring for you." Yeah, and then put them all together. So there's this scene where he makes just like a campfire. Yeah, he's just gonna forge with a campfire, which is very silly. It's not effective. You it's can't not, do that. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know much about bands, but I do know you can't make live and sell and bake trombones. Yeah. I don't know much about forging, but I do know you cannot forge with a campfire. It ain't happening. But Aiden's going to use his sword and then... To Bri- make a ring. Brietta. It's like, no, don't use your sword. Don't use your sword. Use my crown. And then the crown just winds up being... The ring, the ring. Of love. yeah. Well, there and she's like, it doesn't have to be a ring for your finger. It just has to be like any round thing. And then we're both like, it could be a ring for your butt or your dick. <laughs> could be a cock ring. It could be a nuba ring. Yeah. We don't know. There's, you know, rings. The great thing about rings is there's so many places you can put them. It could be a donut. Ooh, a fancy donut. So they have this ring. So they have the ring, or they have they have a circular yeah. object that they're like, this this is good enough. Yeah. So Aiden puts it together, and how while, does he do that? I miss. I feel like I remember miss. Remember how the how they make up how forging works? Oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the whole thing. But also, at while he's forging, he explains to Barbie like why he took the gem and why the cavern didn't collapse when he took it. Yeah. Um, and basically, he has a gambling problem. <laughs> that's why he can. I'm not his... laughing. I'm not laughing <laughs> at, at gambling at, problems. Yeah. I have family who have struggled with gambling addiction, but the fact that it just kind of takes this weird curve <laughs> into I bankrupted my family because mm-hmm. of because of his gambling addiction. Yeah, uh, he went to Harris Cherokee Casino and just lost it all. When do you run out of ideas in a kids franchise where it's like you always got to gamble? <laughs> gambling fine. addiction is the yeah. next thing we should tackle. So Aiden's response to "Oops, I've destroyed my family's financial security." Is, is to, to leave. Fuck off. Which is kind of what Brietta forest. did. She's yeah. like, I couldn't stand to well, see my parents be upset. Brietta, her departure can be interpreted as your misery is frustrating. Bye. Bye. Whereas Aiden, I, like, actually fucked Aiden, up and didn't want to face yeah. the consequences. Aiden, Aiden fucked up so much, he moved to the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> He said with this face. He seems happy there. Yeah, he seems pretty chill. He meets a lot of girls there. He has this kind of Han Solo thing going on. 
Um, so he finishes putting the staff together, the mm. wand of light together. He in, in the sense that he like it kind of clicks together Playmobil style. Yeah, and Did it's they make not a toy of that, very secure of the of the wand. The wand. Oh, they're definitely. I owned it. Yeah, really? because I told you I owned a Brietta doll. Oh wow, listeners, you don't know this. We talked about, it, but I owned a Brietta <laughs> doll because she was cool and she's got red hair and you know Especially representation. Here. Yeah. So Aiden finishes the wand. Mm-hmm. It's all done, and they're like, "Hey, we should test it out." So they turn Brietta back into a human, and Shiver um, is apparently bisexual because Shiver is oh, very Shiver's into... so horny for everyone who isn't Barbie. Shiver, yeah, Shiver has a boner, and <laughs> oh god! And so Aiden's like, "Cool, I guess you guys have it all taken care of. Ghost, ghost up Winlock. You've got your thing." But he's sad inside because yeah. he also has a boner for Barbie. And so they call the Cloud Queen to have her send them some peg- pegasuses? Pegasi. Pegasi? Yes. Um, pegasodes. Uh, a pegasus and then also another pegasus. And so they fly away yeah. on them. And the pegasus in this scene looks so disinterested. They like, both look so bored. It's like the animators didn't bother to do any motion boning on their faces. And we're just like, it's fine. Yeah, it's just the model. They're no one. Um, and Aiden's very sad. He starts, you know, going back down the mountain because he's, he's, he yeah. misses his, his Barbie friend. But then as Brietta and Annika are flying through the sky, I guess they're going... I guess they're trying to go back to the kingdom because they want to, like, de-stonify mm. people. I think that's where they're headed. But Wenlock kind of dive-bombs them on his griffin, knocks them out of the sky. There's this whole big thing. Doesn't he take the... He takes the wand. Yeah. He takes the wand because Bar- Barbie tries to use the magic wand against him, but it doesn't work if you're using it in anger. Yes. It's powered by love. So you can only use it to do like positive magic, like healing magic. So she tries to use it and it doesn't work and he takes it from her. And then he uses his magic to bury her under like an avalanche. Like he knocks yeah. some snow down and she's buried under there. And he flies off. He's now got the wand. Aiden comes up. How convenient. And digs Barbie out of the snow. And they take her, he and Brietta take her to Cloud City, Cloud City. where Lando Calrissian is waiting. <laughs> yes. Um, and so they they revive her there. And she wakes up and she's like, fuck. Yeah. Doesn't Wendrick, is that his name? Wenlock. Wenlock, wow. Uh, doesn't Wenlock, he tries Wet to dick. use... Wet Dick. Uh, <laughs> tries to use the, the Wand of Good. We haven't even mentioned his wives. Yeah, like, there's like these three, like, troll people. These, yeah, like, that live troll in his castle who live with in his him castle. and they're his servants. Yeah. And how would you describe the endowment of these of these troll women? It's interesting because we discover towards the end of the movie that Wenlock has had many wives, and he's transformed each of these wives into these kind of squat troll women with kind of very witch-like facial features, mm-hmm. and they're kind of squat, but they have massive. huge tits, massive, massive breasts. Yeah. So it does say something about yeah. him that that's. He, if he does, if he doesn't want to be married to them, like the kind of servant woman yeah. he wants, this maybe this is an inappropriate episode to be recording on International Women's Day, because <laughs> um, Wenlock Wet Dick is that's my favorite Lord of the Rings character. <laughs> he's a misogynist, and he yeah he does women get his come objective. He gets his come up and sort of. I don't know that he gets his come up because in the end he's really just rendered impotent. He doesn't really get punished. 
Like, he doesn't seem to learn the error of his ways either. No. He's just, like, returned to a state of impotence. Yeah. And it, it makes sense, like, why this was his power fantasy. Yeah. When you see, like, his, quote, it's, true form. It's very incel adjacent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so Wet Dick is definitely an incel. <laughs> um, which is why he has to, like, kidnap people to marry him. Yeah. And then when, then, when they aren't what he wants them to be a woman to be that you get turned they get his turned. idea of punishment is I'm going to make you ugly and big but also breasted. also tits are important yeah when Locke tries to use the wand against his ex-wives and it fails because you can't use it in anger yeah she tries to use it against them and it doesn't work and he's like this is garbage so he throws it to the side and the, the gem breaks off yeah so Aiden and Annika go on their flying horses mm-hmm. to uh, Wenlock's Funky castle town. to Funky Town mm-hmm. And they have to skate into the castle, which is a very silly sequence where the laws of physics are just... Uh, they do not apply. They have not applied for, let's say, most of this I don't think any of entire this movie franchise. Um, and then fucking shiver, fucking shiver. Oh my god. There are so many times when she could have died and they don't kill her and I don't understand because Barbie is keeping her alive. Shiver drank the unicorn blood. Like, Shiver... <laughs> Shiver is an abomination. That's why Shiver has human teeth. Oh, yeah, that must be it. Um, yeah, Shiver is always in, like, acute agony. Like, the Shiver has danced in the blue flame. <laughs> Shiver is a hell creature. At any rate, they weirdly skate into the castle. Well, into the <laughs> into the castle um, in defiance of the laws of physics. And... I feel like so much of this sequence can be rounded down to... There's a confrontation. Like, this is the final battle. They get the wand. They get the wand. The gem flies off. Aiden replaces it with the one he took. Oh, so self-sacrificing. I can speak English. The wand gets away from Barbie and ends up in the hands of one of the troll wines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wenlock is like, bring it over here. I am abusive. And they're like, well, (laughs) you are abusive. You are abusive and I'm I'm attached to that now because I've been living in this situation I've got that Stockholm syndrome going on. But then Barbie's like, ooh, but I could help everyone. 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 Everyone will help you. Um, So it's kind of an Airbud moment where there's... Which, I which do ones? not understand that reference. Oh, well, anyone who's seen Airbud will remember that scene at the end where they are with the like, three troll wives. Yeah, with the three troll wives. Um, magic <laughs> and so they take the wand to Barbie, and Barbie undoes all of Wenlock's magic instead of like trying to attack yeah. him. So the stone people are destoned. And the wives are returned to their conventional, conventional beauty, beauty. Where they look almost... All th- two of the three of them look exactly like the other mole women from Unbreakable they Kimmy do. Schmidt. Oh, it's so... It is... They, they didn't... Not a lot of love was put into these models. And then Winlock is is returned to his, I guess, natural state, yeah. his true form, in which he's a balding baker. Balding an baker. Imp- an impotent balding baker. With a cat. With a with a kitty, his griffin was his kitty. Yeah. And then the castle, I guess, his castle was also made of magic. Like he yeah. magically conjured it, so it starts falling apart. And so Aiden and Barbie fly off, like peace out. We're not going to stay here. And then the wives, he's stuck with his wives. And his wives basically. The dynamic has dom- been reversed. The, yeah, there's the, the three, three of them doms. dominating this one <laughs> pathetic little incel sub. Um, and that's I guess that's his comeuppance. Yeah. But maybe he's he discovers that he was a sub all along. Yeah, which is you know the real sub the was truth. the friends we made along yeah. the way. So they yeah. go back to the Castle. kingdom. Yeah, like yeah. the palace. Barbie's like, surprise! I brought your daughter back. She hasn't aged any. Here you go. And they're all very excited. There's a little family reunion. Aiden returns to his parents. 
His father's exactly where he left him. Yep. And the father's like, I'm so excited that you're back and everything's fine. All the children and the parents love each other. They end with as an ice skating yeah, there's rink a little, in the sky. In the sky. Well, in the in the, the in cloud, cloud city. Lana Clarissian watches on approving. <laughs> yeah, he nods sagely and is like, yeah, I'm into this. And the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's everything the, that's is the movie. I thought it was mediocre at best. Yeah, I, I, I mean. Like, again, I don't want to detract from the joy you get from it because you're you... lo- you're looking at it from the perspective of like objectively the quality of yeah. this film. Like I can I've and I've stated repeatedly like objectively the quality of this film and the quality of the story not great. Yeah, it but just you can means look at... something to me personally. Yeah. Like I couldn't really quantify why it spoke to me. Yeah, or like was special to me. I I'm sure you have movies like that and episodes oh, yeah. of shows like that where it's like I know that this isn't good. I don't know why I like it, but I do, and I don't really feel like I need to defend myself yeah I, I i'm like allowed what to I like. just like, like what i like yeah i i think that from an objective like critical perspective this film is a screensaver for children it is the thing that you put on so that your seven to nine year old daughter will stay out of your hair will stay out of your hair while you're in the kitchen just trying to fucking make a pie or mm. whatever it is you do or go upstairs and nap or jerk off or whatever i don't know what adults do anymore but <laughs> To that end, that's a, that it serves its, it serves its purpose. Mm-hmm. That is what the Vali movies are for. This is it just in terms of structure. Like I, I saw the strings. Yeah, I saw how the it was so it was it's very thoroughly predictable. predictable. Yeah, I went in. I did go in with high expectations because of how much. Oh you talked no! I tried to. I tried to temper your expectations. No. I tried. No, I said like I love this movie so much. It's not good. Like how many <laughs> how many times did I say that? Like it's not good, yeah. but I love it. So, with that in mind, on the Lego emoji scale, I think it's difficult. I think you have a it's bias. A, yeah, I, I'm biased. It's hard to rate this objectively. Mm. Like, I can say objectively, like, I know that in my heart, my heart says it's one amount of good, yeah. and my thinking brain says it's another amount of good, and I don't. Because of that, I can't yeah. quantify it. Like, I don't know how to rate this numerically on a scale. Yeah, you don't have so, to, I'm just going to, like, not... I'm going to let you, because you're the objective one, you're coming in kind of tabula rasa, I'm yeah. going to let you be the one who who judges where this goes yeah. on the scale, because, like, I am too invested. Yeah. I'm hesitant to, because I know that whatever I say will affect you, mm. because you are... What if we just put it in the middle to be safe? What if we just I'm, put it right I'm thinking slightly below the middle is where I would put it. Like I would if, say slightly above the middle, so let's just put it right in the middle. If the Lego emoji scale is a square, like a grid, it's definitely f- closer to emoji than it is to Lego, but only just, like by, by a Nats testicle. So basically the middle. Is what I'm hearing. Let's just put it in the You're middle. You're rounding up to the middle. Let's just put it in the middle. If I had to round it to a closer number, I would say 4.5. No, let's say it's in the middle. Four point, okay, let's I'll, just say it in, it's in the middle. We have to... It's roughly in the middle. 4.75. It's roughly in the middle. That rounds up to the middle. It does not. It's roughly in... It's approximately it's in the middle. It's slightly below the middle. It's, pro- it's Which is approximately in the middle. All right. I'll Yay! concede that point. But it is not in the middle. I'm just going to keep going because you can't talk as much as I can right now. (laughs) It's my how the tables have turned. So with that being said, 
let's talk about what our next film is going to be. This movie, obviously, Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus, the misleadingly titled Barbie and the Magic of Pegasus. Yeah, the Pegasus itself is not magic. Yeah. It's it's weird. Is very much a Molly movie. Yes. So hopefully the next movie will be something that maybe I can enjoy. No. Molly, what is the next no. one going to be? <laughs> well, I want to emphasize that the next episode is going to be my birthday episode. Cool. Uh, it's going to be the episode that it's, it'll come out right before my birthday. Cool, cool, um, cool. So we're going to do something fun for me because mm-hmm. we haven't been doing that. <laughs> it's okay for me to be a little self-indulgent it's my birthday yeah um we're gonna be watching samantha an american girl holiday i know nothing about the american <gasps> dolls american girl dolls at all oh my goodness i know they exist yeah i mean we can go into this more in depth next episode but i grew up with american girl oh, dolls boy. so i and like i never owned one like i'm not deeply emotionally attached to them like a lot of other people yeah. might be but i definitely there is an amount of attachment or at least an amount of foreknowledge so hopefully i can help clue you in and give you an idea of the american girl experience because you're neither american nor a girl yeah i don't fit either of those descriptors so this is going to be interesting to see your perspective i i have been on holiday though so yeah you have at least a frame of reference for that is samantha an american girl holiday is that a christmas movie i think it might be i'm honestly not sure i don't know much about this movie Mm. so we're gonna find that out oh that is going to be an interesting ride i'm very much looking forward to it so that is the end of this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening to The Life to Edit with Ben and Molly. If you like the show, do please consider leaving a review on iTunes and any other platform where you can leave a review, tweet about us, post on Facebook, Tumblr, wherever you want to. Uh, little podcasts like ours rely entirely on word of mouth. We do not advertise the podcast anywhere, so we are entirely dependent upon you for um, all of your Yeah, the words from love. Ben's mouth are yes. a little messed up, so we extra need the words need from your, your words. mouth. Also, if you want to support the show, you can always support us on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash the life toyetic where you can get things like bonus episodes additional q a videos we occasionally do live streams there is a bonus episode and a q a video still in the pipeline that i need to finish my life has been kind of a little bit yeah up and down over your the last face has been falling off yeah you got a new job it's There's been a fun lot happening in benland um but your Patreon support allows us to do things like we did. We went to see the Lego Movie too. You guys paid for that. You, that, paid, you, guys, you, t- you took us on you a took date. You took us on a date. It was very nice Aww. of you. Um, on a personal note, when I had to go to urgent care to figure out why half of my face had been paralyzed, some of the money that I used for my prescription and to go to urgent care came from the Patreon. So you guys literally helped with my like medication and stuff like that. So I really want to thank you You're for that. Banal. You're doing a really good job, and I appreciate that. But there are a number of perks. The Patreon starts at just a dollar, and that gets you access to all of the additional info. At $5, you get a quarterly postcard. We send out the Valentine's Day postcards, Mm -hmm. which I really like, and we've had a lot of feedback from the Patreon supporters who got their cards and and liked it. And then at the $10 level, you get a shout-out on the show. People like at Hey It's Billy Rose, our favourite Australian. Yeah. Zach Lay, who um, it was actually the executive producer Oh, really? Of, uh, of Barbie and of the Magic. Barbie and and the Ma- I also, he was, when they did the motion cap for Shiver, he was the hind legs. He was the hind legs, yeah, that yeah. is right. And the front legs uh, was Mazer the squid dude. Yeah. So it's an interesting, I, mean, I don't know why they didn't just use Mazer because Mazer is a Would squid dude. Would have enough legs. More than for enough sure. legs. Yeah, like, there's a of surplus legs. of legs there. 
So thank you to all of our Patreon supporters. Um, just a quick update on the contest that we are still doing. Um, we got a couple of messages from people who said that they've submitted their reviews to iTunes, but it hasn't gone live yet. So they wanted more time to get their screenshots to us. We love you guys. We're going to give you an extra month. So we're going to extend it till the end of March. Um, and then we're going to pick our three winners. If you want more information, you can go to the Patreon. There's a post there. Or you can go to thelifetoyetic.com. And there is a post there with a video showing us picking up the prizes, outlining the contest is. But basically, write a review of the show on iTunes. And then once it has been published onto iTunes, you can email a screenshot of the review to show at thelifetoyetic.com. I'm going to have Molly say that email address again without the, sl the slurring speech. Show at thelifetoyetic.com. And once the competition deadline closes, which is, like I said, end of March, we will pick our three favourites, and our three favourites will win either one of the two Barbie dolls we picked out, or... or a troll blind bag. A blind bag troll, yeah. Which sounds kinkier than it is. So yeah, that is that is pretty much it. Huge, huge thank you to Brian Melblum for... Um, I can't say it with my mouth. You've got to do it. You've <laughs> got to do it, Molly. You, huge thank you to Brian Melblum who did our theme tune, the Toyetic Toe Tapper, a jaunty little tune that I love so much. It's so, so good. I want to plug something real quick. Yeah, 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 go for it. I'm running a Kickstarter currently for some enamel pins that I'm doing. Some of you may know that my, my main hustle is selling jewelry and enamel pins and doing designs and stuff like that. So if you want to support me and my career, my business, you can find the link to the Kickstarter on my Twitter, on my Instagram. Um, and if you want to get yourself some cool enamel pins, please go pledge that. That's really helpful to me. So yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. And uh, we did just uh, recently finish our first serial, our first adventure on the game of Rassilon. The first serial's four parts. The show doesn't end there. The adventure is still ongoing. It's just that's our first it's story It's the first arc. serial, like the first arc? Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're just calling them serials because that's what they're called in classic Doctor Every time you say serial, I just think of like, oh, you finished like the Cat'n Crunch. Yeah. We finished our box Oops. of Cat'n Crunch. Oops or Daleks. <laughs> But yeah, that's still going. Uh, the Game of Rassilon, you can find it at thegameofrassilon.com or search it in your favourite podcasting app. Is there anything else we need to mention or plug? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you for listening to the show this week. Uh, if, you've, if my voice has been a distraction or has been difficult to hear, I apologise. Hopefully this will heal quickly. But I want to thank you if you have listened this far. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. And I think that is all she wrote. So thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of The Life Toy Edit with Ben and Molly. I have been Ben. I've... <laughs> thank you. Thank... He's been Ben. I've been Ben. I've been and still am Molly. And The Life Toy Edit comes with everything you see here. Shivers mortality sold separately. <laughs> She's from hell. How weird is it to see half of my face doing nothing? I don't know. I I think you just kind of you just look like you have kind of a rakish grin all the time.